Hello, my name is Steve Brown, and I'm the worship leader at Vintage Faith Church. At Vintage Faith, we believe the Word of God is what changes and transforms a person. We hope you enjoy the next 30 to 40 minute sermon of the Word of God being proclaimed and explained. Enjoy the message. Um, today's scripture reading is from Mark 10, 46 through uh, verses 52. And they came to Jericho, and, he was leaving, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, <clears throat> blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Good morning. morning. And happy holidays. I know some people had a adventurous and nice Thanksgiving and some had a difficult Thanksgiving. And what's cool about this morning, all of us that were, uh, all those parties were gathered around the same historical faith, Jesus Dead, Jesus buried, and Jesus risen. Before we begin, let's pray. Lord God, here we are, Sunday morning. You know all these souls in here. Some are frazzled, some are dazzled, and you address both parties, like we just said. We're going to be looking at your scriptures this morning. Please, uh, your scriptures are without error. It's possible that we can have interpretive error. So please protect your word as we go through it and help us have joy this morning. Help us find rest in you. Help us maybe if we're seeking some kind of some answers or evidence for the faith, um, help those individuals as well. Just please be with us collectively. Help us today. And we thank you for so many things. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so where, where we've been was last week we looked at prophets, priests, and kings, right? Anthony took us through this, how the, in the Old Testament, the prophets, the priests, and the kings, they shepherded the people, they led people. And then in particular, Anthony was showing us how Jesus fulfilled those three offices. In other words, he was the ultimate prophet, he was the ultimate priest, the ultimate king. He was more than a prophet, he was more than a priest. He, he's our high priest. He was more than a king. He's the king of kings. And Anthony detailed last week that Jesus didn't fail in his duties of prophet, priest, and king. Okay? So, therefore, where we've been, we've examined three, or we've examined offices of Christ. Today, this morning, I wanted us to examine an attribute of Christ. Okay, so what do I mean? Here's an illustration. Take this device here. This is a state-of-the-art bug catcher. (laughs) So what you do, you get the bug, you put it in here, and then you 
you know, you observe and you, you magnify the object. You take the time to look at the bug. So now let's take this to theology. God's not a bug, but by looking at an attribute of God, we're, we're magnifying we're magnifying the one that we worship and the one that we trust in. We're taking uh, the time to do it. One of my favorite theologians, he says about this, you know, meditating on, on a characteristic or a trait of Jesus, of God. Uh, um, regarding this, he says, contemplating the creator should change the creature. So hopefully we can, um, that can affect us today. Myra, thank you for your bug catcher. <laughs> Want it? Thanks. Oh, 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 no, don't, you have to come up here. Okay, okay. Okay, so we're going to be looking at some biblical events, namely in the New Testament, where we can fix our gaze on... The compassion of Christ. I know a lot of us in here could really uh, are, are longing for um, the compassion of Jesus. We could use it. We wish he was sitting here right next to us sometimes. Okay, so we together, you following me? I made a little list here. I'll give you a second to look at it. This is where I've been the past month. I've been brokenhearted. I've been unsure. I've been frustrated. I've been angry. I've been in pain. But I've also been trusting in Christ Jesus. I've been excited. But then I've been annoyed. I've been thankful. And I've been sleepy. Okay, so as a, as a side note here, just keep in mind these are feelings Feelings does not affect the truthfulness or the historicity of Christianity. So even though my feelings are all over the place, the evidence and uh, um, that we need a beginner of the universe, we need a designer of the universe, we need a programmer of the cells, um, all the documents pertaining to Jesus, all that stays the same as my feelings change, which, which again is, is nice. But however... What I've been feeling, and you might be somewhere on this list, what I've been feeling is also real at the same time. And looking at this list, I I, I, maybe I can coin a phrase here. If my prayer life were a reptile, it'd be a chameleon. Very colorful prayer life this past month. Uh, so again, the good news is this morning, we, uh, um, practically, so what do I do with this? Practically, I can reflect, and I want us to reflect on Jesus' earthly ministry. And in fact, I would say, you know, remember this this morning, we're going we're gonna to watch Jesus, God in the flesh, we're going to watch him from Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, and all the towns around Galilee, work his way all the way towards Jerusalem, and we're going to see all these indicators that I can trust Jesus with all, that, all those prayers. I, I know that he's compassionate. I know he was compassionate. And, and I can experience that in some ways here and you know, definitely in, in the future I'll see him face to face. So if you have your Bibles with you, you can join me. I'm going to be in the Gospel of Mark. I've got one from Luke, but I'll primarily be in the Gospel of Mark. 
which is, a, which is one of four biographies of Jesus. I'm just going to open mine up here to Mark. And before we look at these passages, I'll just give you a quick context. So Mark 1 includes some, pass, some phrases and some sentences like this. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. Another, another sentence in Mark 1. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee. Then it goes to say, passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he called his disciples. Then they went to Capernaum. And his fame was starting to spread everywhere throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. Okay, so we're starting in Galilee. There's your, if you're familiar with the gospel narratives, we're picking up right from there. Okay, so we're going to look at this one first. Let's look at a, at a few here together. Mark chapter 1. And he, Jesus, and he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. So teaching and healing. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, he, Jesus, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Let's keep going. So... Here's a picture of, there's a Sea of Galilee today. This is where he was. There's another picture of Galilee. and I tried to put all the towns in there in the PowerPoint. I'll have to work on that. But, okay, just get an idea that this really took place. There's the, the real place, real people, real events, okay? So this is the region of Galilee today. Let's keep moving. Uh, this is the one that I have from Luke. Okay, so as he drew near... Jesus, as he drew near to the gate of the town Nain, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the buyer, and the bearers stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God. Another event while he's journeying to Jerusalem. Now many saw them. I think this is referring to the disciples. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd. And he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And then he goes on to multiplied the loaves and fishes, and they all ate and were satisfied. Bible commentary on this one uh, here, uh, he says, this shows that Christ came into the world to be the great feeder as well as the great healer, not only to restore, but to preserve 
and nourish spiritual life and in him, oh, I'm sorry, but to, but to preserve and nourish spiritual life and in him there is enough for all that come to him. Enough to fill our soul, to fill the treasures. None are sent empty away from Christ. Okay, so to this point, we started to read the narratives in the Gospel of Mark. We saw in the first one, Jesus had compassion on an individual. On the second one, Jesus had compassion on a family. And in the third one, Jesus had compassion on a whole crowd. Now I want to pause here and do a quick word study. What does compassion mean? Uh, what does it mean by he was moved with compassion? And then we can read other passages, hopefully with a greater light, now that we know what's really behind this word. Okay, we looked at three. Let's, let's pause here and do a quick word study. Okay, so there's the word in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. Okay, we have an English translation. The original was written in Greek. So there's the word in Greek, and what does it mean? It means it's defined as to be moved in the inward parts, to feel compassion. A quote that Anthony sent me, the author said, the word denotes more than passing pity. It refers to a depth of feeling in which your feelings and longings churn within you. Okay, so something happened to Christ as he was seeing this. He didn't just walk on by, go, oh, poor guy, bam, and then do something. Uh, he, he, he was moved. The noun form of this verb means most literally one's guts or intestines. Okay, now with this greater light, let's keep following Jesus in his ministry and... and, and see if we see this word again. Now we're in Mark 8, okay? So he's, he's moving from Galilee. He's working his way south, I believe, towards Jerusalem and the cross, okay? In those days, when again, okay, another great crowd had gathered, they had nothing to eat. He called his disciples to him and said to them, here we go again, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. So he's really thinking this through. And some of them have come from far away, and they ate and were satisfied. Another one. Mark 9 we're in now. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. I like this one because as you see, I highlighted that other part when you're going through the Gospel of Mark and combing through all these events, uh, fun fact, if you, if you want to read the Gospel of Mark, it's the shortest Gospel. It'll take you about a little less than an hour to read this. Okay? Um, I like this one because it said, not only did Jesus say, yeah, I will have compassion, as we've already seen, he's had compassion in all those other events. He also, it also records that 
he took the individual by the hand. That would be really nice. I, I, wish, I wish God a lot would... I always ask him, why can't you just come and take me by the hand? It would be so much easier. Uh, so I like that, and this isn't the only passages. Again, if you, comb, if you read it carefully in Mark, there's many more passages that have this idea of him having compassion on persons, on people. And I know that because, well, obviously, we saw the ones that said he had compassion, he was moved with compassion, but there's a bunch of others that say, you know, he was taking these people by the hand. So that last one that we read, Mark 9, that led us up to the scripture that Randy read this morning. And so Jesus was nearing, he, he was completing his ministry, okay, on his way to Jerusalem. This is the garden, this is a picture today of the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus prayed and he knew what was going to be happening to him. And there's, there's a picture of Jerusalem. Um, the cross, again, is a whole other form of compassion we could talk about. Uh, now, there's a lot more that we could look at. I didn't really prep for it. Uh, what time is it? Okay. Um, now, you might be thinking in those passages... Okay, we could talk about, well, why were those people suffering to begin with? We could talk about that. We could talk about, well, are we as Christians also to have compassion on people? We could go there. Again, I'm not prepared. These are the things you can think about with those. And then a lot of, a lot of what we read was, was miraculous. So some people might have difficulties with miracles. If I can just, again, I'm not prepared, but if I can give you what's called a credit card answer... As far as miracles goes, if, if God exists, the miracles are possible. To disprove miracles, somebody has to disprove God. If there can be a fact of God, there can be acts of God. If there's a supernatural being, there can be supernatural acts of God. So bef we've done this before. We've, we've, we've discussed how there's good philosophical, scientific, historical evidence. There's 24 formal arguments that God does exist. So short answer is if God exists, then miracles are possible. And then we might ask, um, I, can, I can hear a skeptic saying, well, yeah, that's why I like the God of the New Testament, because he's compassionate. The God of the Old Testament's a bully. Okay, well, I, I grabbed a couple. I don't think you have them on the screen. I grabbed a couple from the Old Testament. Of course, it's the same God in the Old Testament, New Testament. But Psalm 86.15 says, But you, Lord, Yahweh, God, are a compassionate there it is. All right, compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abundant in mercy and truth. Jonah. Jonah, tail of a whale, a whale of a tail. Remember we did that one? Again, if God exists, then miracles are possible. Uh, Jonah 4.2. Then he prayed to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, was this not what I said when I was still in my own country? Therefore, in anticipation of this, I fled to Tarshish. Since I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate, there you go again, compassionate God, slow to anger and abundant in mercy. So we can do the same thing with the Old Testament that we just did with the New Testament. I'd like to close here with this, okay? So we've been meditating on one attribute of God. Keep that in mind. Uh, hopefully you don't walk out of here like, unbalanced view of God. He has at least, I think someone came up with a list of 30 attributes of God. You know, he's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's just, 
um, you know, so on and so forth. So we just looked at one. Who, so who exactly is compassionate? Okay, well, we just saw it's Jesus, but who exactly is Jesus then? So I coupled an Old Testament passage with a New Testament passage. This is the way to show that Jesus is God, the deity of Christ. So Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, he was a prophet. Isaiah was a prophet, I believe, when King... Oh man, I might get this wrong, and we're filming. I think Isaiah was a prophet to King Hezekiah. I said, I think... Uh, anyways, Isaiah 42.8. I am the Lord... Uh, Yahweh. I am the Lord, Yahweh. That is my name. My glory I give to no other. All right? Now, Jesus in the Gospel of John, biography of Jesus, Gospel of John, Jesus said, he was, I think he was praying here, he said, And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So the first one said, Yahweh says, I give my glory to no other. But Jesus is saying, we had the glory together. So he's, Jesus, long story short, Jesus is claiming to be Yahweh. Jesus is Lord. So who exactly is compassionate? Who was compassionate when he was here walking on earth? Who showed compassion? And who modeled compassion? And who can we look forward to receiving compassion from one day? Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. The one who created the heavens and the earth. Well, that brings me to prayer. Let's pray again. Lord God, uh, I, hope, I hope we can dwell on this one attribute of you. Thank you for modeling that. We're so thankful that we have a God that does exist. You are true. And one of your attributes we can enjoy and look forward to is compassion. Thank you for recording all those events. Yes, there's so much more we can get into there, but uh, bless Vintage Faith Church. Help them all to find some rest and some joy and some hope in your compassion. And again, thank you for today. The, you know, it's so amazing to have the breath in our lungs. It's nice to see the sparkle in all these people's eyes this morning. Please watch over them. Again, you know all these souls. Please draw them to you. And back to my prayer list. The Bible says in Romans, all of creation groans right now. It's so obvious. All of creation groans. And the Bible also says in Acts that there is no other name uh, under heaven by which we must be saved. And we saw clear evidence today that you can save with, with that compassion. Okay, and uh, just thanks so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Faith Podcast. At Vintage Faith, our vision is to help people who are far from God to become totally devoted followers of Jesus. We pray that this podcast brought you closer to God. For more information, check us out at vintagefaithcicero.com.